Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. This whole month, our scripture reading is coming from the book of Colossians chapter 2, verses number 6. Where are we stopping? Six to six to nine. No. Six to one to fifteen. This whole month I'm teaching from that passage. Colossians chapter two. Verses number 6 to 15. I want us to read one more time that passage. 1, 2, 3, go. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Amen. Someone said, Amen. Amen. So last week I began to share something so important about Christ. And I drew for you how things look like. You know, I'm a prophet. So I see things in the spirit. Amen. So because of that, I was able to demonstrate to you exactly how the arrangement is that we've got the entire of God's creation. It is called the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter whether God is ruling that area or not. It's him who created everything. So everything falls under the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is the totality of his creation. Now, the devil rebelled and he took over the earth realm and the second heaven. Which means God was only left with the third heaven. That's his abode. That's where he dwells. So the devil took control of the second heavens and the first heavens. The first heavens is where you are. You also live in heaven too. Amen. This atmospheric between the ground and wherever the second heaven starts from, that's the first heaven. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? 
Now, it's so important for us to understand what the scripture is teaching in this context. Masita Karovahazi. So I'm going to draw our creation again. That's the totality of God's creation. I told you that in Malawi there was no, no art. So don't laugh at my artistic abilities. Kingdom of God. Are we together? So this is the totality of the creation of God. Uh-huh. And this is the third heaven. Second heaven. First heaven. And this is the earth realm. Are we together so far? All right. So when the devil rebelled, he began to rule and control these two dimensions. So darkness, remember darkness simply means the absence of God. The absence of the presence of God. Are we together? Uh -huh. So darkness fell in all these dimensions. So when Christ came into the earth realm, he established a pocket. I'll put it here. Okay. So this pocket here uh, become, began to be known as the kingdom of heaven. Now, this word of is problematic because when you look at it in its Greek meaning, it means from. Are we together? Yes. So you're dealing with a kingdom that came from heaven up there. It came into the earth realm and the Christ established that little empire there. It's also called in Christ. So the Bible says, therefore, therefore, if any man be in, he is what? A new creature. Are you following me? And also the Bible says, you know, when you become born again, you are no longer of the world. Although you are in the world, the world is, although you are in there, but you are no longer of, because you are not part of this system here. Oh, yes. According to Colossians chapter 1, that one there is called the kingdom of light or the kingdom of his dear son. So it is a real entity. It is a real place. It is a real enclave. It is a real atmosphere. But now as we continue to read the scriptures, we find something important again being mentioned. So I'm going to quickly go through those uh, because next week is deliverance. Someone said deliverance. deliverance. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. So last week I only emphasized one dimension of the scripture. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in, in him. 
So, number one, the Bible says you need to walk in him because he is the way. <laughs> you need to walk in him because he is what? The way. So when Jesus in uh, John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He really meant a way of life. And in fact, the believers, before they were known as Christians, they were known as people of the way. <laughs> you know, they were only known believers in Acts chapter 11 in a place called Antioch. I don't know whether you're hearing me. In a place called what? Antioch, it was a nickname. In fact, it was a derogatory name. It wasn't even given to them by speed-filled people. It was given to them by the haters. Look at the Christians. <laughs> I don't know if they're hearing me. It was given to them as a derogatory name. People who are Christians. Christians. Look at them. They follow Christ. We are the Pharisees. Those Christ ears. So it came as an, a bad name. But we embraced it. We said, yes, we are Christ ears. We follow Christ. We belong to Christ. We are in Christ. And Christ is in us. I don't know if they're hearing me. Oh, yes. So Christ is the way. So the Bible says, therefore, as you have received Christ, also you must what? Walk ye in him. Which means your boundary of walking is here. You are not hearing me. There is a boundary of your what? Walking. The word walking there is peripatu in Greek. Peripatu. It means you need to be walking around. Walking around. Freely walking around within the boundaries of the territory. Peripatu. So when Jesus used to heal people, he used to say, he used to say rise up and peripatu. So it wasn't just rise up. He was someone who was not able to walk. Rise up and walk around. So when Jesus healed a person, he says, walk around. So the people would stand up, said walking around. In the freedom which Christ gave them. So when the Bible says, walk in him, it says, peripatu. So there are some of you became born again. You are just stuck here. Amen. You are just stuck in a small corner of Christ. You see, there is a bigger revelation about Christ more than you think. And now, can I go on level deeper? The bigger the revelation of Christ, the bigger your territory becomes. <laughs> Hi! Are you hearing me? The bigger the revelation, the bigger the territory. Imagine if you were born in Adelaide. You grew up in Adelaide. All you know is Adelaide. <laughs> and then your friend says, no, 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 there's a place called Sydney. Like, nope. Nope. Like, nope. I don't know anything about Sydney. Me, Adelaide. Hallelujah, Adelaide. Yeah, you can be Adelaide. But there's also Sydney. And this is religiosity, the spirit of religion. It puts boundaries on people. You see, God is greater than our religion. God is greater than our theology. Christ can never be put in a small box. 
You are not hearing me. So when they see you walking in miracles, they say, oh, no, that's not God. They say, that's not God. Why? They are limiting God to their little sphere. When they see you dancing in church, no, 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 that's not Christ. We don't, we don't dance in Christ. We have to behave as if baptized in lemony juice. Hallelujah. Hey! There's freedom in Christ. Very patu, walk around. Say yes. <laughs> hey! You see, these people, they are very judgmental. When they see you walking around, enjoying your freedom in Christ, they begin to condemn you. They are very judgmental. They use their little box to define the bigger picture. Yes. That in Christ there is deliverance. Oh, yeah. the, 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 the Bible says we must suffer and enter the kingdom of heaven with a lot of suffering. Not me. I refuse to suffer. If the money suffered for me, why should I suffer too? Why should both of us suffer? If Jesus became poor for me, so that I should be rich. Why should he be poor and me poor? I refuse to suffer. Say, I refuse to suffer. I refuse to suffer. Some said, There's so much to explore in Christ. Someone, someone, someone was trying to attack me. They said, why do, you, why do you blow on people? It's not in the Bible. I said, No. It's not in the portion of the Bible that you know. Amen. Say never. Amen. Did you hear that one? <laughs> they only know one verse. That Jesus touched someone and they got healed. But I know another verse. He went, <laughs> picked the mud. And put it in somebody's eyes. <laughs> I know another one. He touched the person's mouth. Just open your mouth wide. And the person began to speak. Now you need, you need to understand. Why did he do that? I think that's a more intelligent question. Than he trying to restrict Christ. Say neighbor, peripatu. Say there's freedom in Christ. So you see, there are realms of the spirit in Christ. So it's okay to put your hands on people. It's okay. We will not condemn you. It's okay. But don't condemn us when we blow on people. But don't condemn us when we point. Don't condemn us when we use our feet. That's why me, even if I step on you like with my foot, bah, the devil knows. Oh, yeah. I said the devil knows. It's time to check out. <laughs> Say never. Hey. Can I go? Number two. Rooted. Oh. So Christ is the soil. Are you hearing me? Are you understanding? No, Jesus said, I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman. In that context, 
He's talking about himself as the vine. So there are different dimensions of Christ. Do not confine Christ. There are different dimensions. In this verse, we're being told another dimension. He's what? The soil. And so the Bible says we must be what? Rooted. We must grow roots. We must grow roots. Why is that important? Because if you don't have roots, when the wind blows, you're going to fall over. Because I want to challenge you. Christianity is not just a walk in the park. There will be challenges coming your way. There will be difficult times coming your way. And those difficult times does not mean defeat for you. The Bible has already concluded you are more than a conqueror. Mm, You are not hearing me. You are such a person who is so difficult to defeat. In fact, impossible to defeat. Because even where the devil succeeds in killing your body, you check out. You leave the body there and say, you can have it. I have come out. The Bible says you've got another house in the realms of the spirit. Are you hearing me? This is eternal. Hey. So the devil thinks he has won by taking down your body. So you come out. You put on another one. You tell him you can have the soil. You can have the soil. I've got another body given to me by God. Say yes. In that one, the Bible says you shall live eternally. So sometimes we think when we die, we've been defeated. No, not for a child of God. Dying is a promotion. The Bible says in this body we groan. We groan. In other words, oh God, this thing is too heavy. It's limiting me. I wish I could walk through the wall. My speed can walk through the wall. Can I say that again? Right now my speed can walk through the wall. But guess what? Something will be stuck. What is it? This body. Your speed can go to your house right now. Can you go to your house? Have, have you arrived at the front door? Yes. Open. Oh, yes. Have you opened? Yes. Go to the fridge. Oh, yes. <laughs> Say never. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your spirit is free. It can open your house, go into the fridge, cordial, drink cordial. I'm seeing someone has got a green cordial in their fridge. Can I go deeper? I will even count the pieces of chicken in your pot in your fridge. You left them last night for today. (laughs) (laughs) Your spirit is free. But your body has got limitations. So us being in the body, it's it's a drug. It's like we are burdened. The Bible says we are burdened. It's a burden. Are you hearing me? Now, you must be rooted in what? Christ. And Christ is the soil. Are you following me? So you need to understand challenges will come. And of you, all of you who come from Fiji, you understand the palm tree. The coconut tree. You understand its behavior. It doesn't allow itself to be toppled from its root. It can bend. You can push it by the wind to bend. 
Are you hearing me? But it does not allow the roots to come out. Are you hearing me? You may face changes in your life. Don't allow your roots to come out. Why should you, you should be able to bend. Bend. Don't break. Say neighbor, I refuse to break. You need to develop what we call elasticity in Christ. You are elastic. You bounce back. I told you the meaning of depression. Depression means something is pressing down on you. But then there's an ability in you of bouncing back. Because you are elastic. But if that ability has been broken, when something depresses you, something presses down on you, you don't bounce back. Then you say, this person is what? De depressed. Depressed. There's a depression. Are you hearing me? That's why for me, when I'm delivering from depression, I know what to do. I know where to touch and push you back. Someone said, I received that one. All right. So number three. The Bible says, rooted and built up. Built up because Christ is the foundation. Amen. Ah. Say neighbor. Be built up. Why? The man is a foundation. He must be a foundation for your life. It doesn't matter what things look like. It doesn't matter who says what. I love Scott Morrison for the first time. Hallelujah. I fired him from the office. He was misbehaving. Amen. But that's for another day. I think the media team has to put in together the testimony. I fired him from the office. He didn't behave like a Christian in the office. He behaved like one of them. Amen. But listen to this. He went to Perth a few weeks ago. And he said, don't believe in government. Don't put your faith in the UN. I'm like, huh? Is it because you have been fired? We need to retire him. Or refire him. <laughs> so he said, don't build your foundation on the government. Are you hearing me? As a child of God, if you look at what the scripture says there, rooted and built up in him. So Christ is a foundation. You must build on that foundation because he is a sure foundation. Any life built on anything I'm telling you today shall collapse one day. Oh, yes. It doesn't matter how things look beautiful today. It doesn't matter how many billions and how many yachts they may have. And how many top buildings they may be going up and down. It doesn't matter. As long as the foundation is not called Christ, one day they shall collapse. But you as a child of God, you need to understand there is a foundation. And you need to build your life on that foundation. Are you hearing me? Most of us will become born again, but we never build our life on Christ. We have got everything built on everything else except on Christ. You're not hearing me. Are you hearing me? 
You need to be sure that you are sure that you that really, 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 your life is built on Christ as a sure foundation. Because the rains will come, the winds will blow. The fact that you speak in tongues does not chase away the rain. The rains will come and the winds will blow. The fact that you, you fast does not chase away the water. The water will what? Come. That's in the Bible. That's your Matthew 25. They will come. You must be built up on the true foundation. Number four. Hmm. Can I continue? Oh, you are tired. So, rooted and built up in him, and what? Established. Someone says established. I know we use established in our <laughs> in our everyday language. Christ is the stabilizer. Amen. Someone says stabilizer. stabilizer. You know, I was uh, I was once on a on a cruise, <clears throat> just for control. <laughs> I went on a cruise one day, and um, this thing had like ten stories. So when you're on the top, you're looking down. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Now, me and Dwight are not very good friends. Me and Malawi didn't grow up with the you know, uh, swimming pools in our backyard. Okay? <laughs> like some of you. So, me and Dwight are not very good friends. So I was, t- I was asking myself, I said, okay, now if something was going to happen, and then I have to find myself there. <laughs> Number one, I've got a problem with the height. Where? <laughs> oh, yeah. But then, this wind, you know, the wind began to blow, and the waves were rising up. And then, you know, they, 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 they did a drill. They do a drill, emergency drill. And then the captain was saying, no, don't worry. When the wind is blowing and waves are rising, we've got stabilizers. That thing has got... St- it, 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 it kind of casts its wings to stabilize the thing. So I'm like, oh. The Bible says Christ is your stabilizer. He stabilizes your life when you're passing through a storm. But most of us we jump out of Christ and end up in the stormy water. Amen. We think Christ is going to sink. But I'm here to challenge you today. This man, Christ, will never sink. Amen. It doesn't matter how big the waves may be. In fact, he was even sleeping at the back of the boat. Are you not hearing me? He was having a nap on a pillow at the back of the boat. And then Peter comes, hey, master, don't you care that we die? So, da, 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 da what? <laughs> Dying. Da, da what? How can the water swallow the one who created them? 
Ah, you're not hearing me. Senaba, I am in him. How can they want to have a capacity to kill the one who created it? It does not have the capacity. Take it from me. That's it. Period. It doesn't matter how high the wealth may be. You've got a stabilizer. Amen. His name is Christ. So your life today may be going you know how your, your tummy behaves? That's why I don't like going on boats fishing. I don't like people standing there you're trying to fish. I, I would rather stand on the shore. <laughs> I don't know about you. You know your time is just going, ooh. <laughs> I don't know what, see, uh, you go see, see, see sickness. Aha! Yeah. Uh -huh. You see, what you need is a stabilizer in your life. Because waves will come. The winds will come. But you must keep going forward. Never jump ship. I've heard people, oh no, life is so tough. From today, I will no longer be walking with this Jesus. So they've jumped from the ship into the water. And that's the end of their story. They don't know Christ is a stabilizer. Your life may be rocky. The winds may be tough. But believe you me, Christ is your stabilizer. So the Bible says you must be established. That established word in, 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 I will not give you the Greek words, but in Greek it means someone who is able to what? To stabilize. Whenever there's a storm. Mm, can I continue? Mm, 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 mm. Are you here? We are here, Father. The next one, the Bible says rooted. So we've talked about his the way. And then rooted. And then built. And then established. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. As you have been taught. Ooh. Oh, yes. Number five. As I've been what? Taught. Because Christ is the lesson. <laughs> He's the subject matter. Christ. He's the subject matter. You know, you go to many churches, they don't preach Christ. They preach everything else. Stories about Christ. Amen. But Christ is the subject matter. I don't know if they're hearing me. Are you following me? Christ is the subject matter. He's the lesson. He didn't just come to die for you. Because if that is true that he only came to die for you, then he would have been born already grown up. Born on a Thursday. According to religion. Crucified on a Friday. I don't know the hearing me. But Christ is the lesson. He was born in the way you were born. You know, you know Philippians chapter 2 from verse number 5. Let this mind be in yours, which was in Christ Jesus. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not but to be with God, but made himself of no reputation. 
and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that other name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, and of things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So Jesus did not give himself an advantage over your life. He didn't. He emptied himself of all the advantage. And he came and became like you. Walked like you. Ate rice and chicken. I don't know what they eat in Israel, but rice and chicken. Well, it's equivalent. Like you. He didn't give himself an fair advantage. He allowed himself to be filled by the Holy Ghost. The way you'd be filled by the Holy Ghost. He went to pray the way you pray. Are you hearing me? He studied the scriptures the way you'd study the scriptures. So he didn't give himself an advantage. One day I said, no Lord, you're a liar. I'm telling you. I tell you, no, no, you're a liar. Life is so, so, so tough. You, you had it easy. He said, listen, I didn't have it easy. I went through what you go through. That's what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews. That we might have a high priest who is able to identify with our feelings of infirmity. Our feelings of weaknesses. He went through them. He experienced this. So he didn't have any advantage at all. He went through what you go through. He saw what you saw. He felt what you feel. Are you hearing me? When people are busy attacking him, he felt the way you feel when people are attacking you. For belonging to a prophetic church. You know, a prophetic church attracts reaction. It attracts a good or a bad. There's no neutral ground. I'm telling you, if you're a prophet, you attract a reaction. Good or bad. Someone came yesterday and said, hey, you. You are not a prophet. I said, okay. What makes you think so? I saw you driving a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> Evidence of someone not being a prophet driving a Mercedes Benz. So I said, okay, you want me to drive a what? <laughs> what should I drive to prove that I'm a prophet? <laughs> said, no, you haven't been in school. I said, as a matter of fact, I've got two degrees. My wife also has got two degrees. I said, another, can you say another thing now? <laughs> you see, it just attracts. I'm telling you, it just attracts. That's what it is. You can't change it. You can't fight it. You can't alter it. It's just what it is. It attracts opposition, a reaction. I don't know whether you're hearing me. Ah. Me, I go through things. I go through things. But they don't move me. I know who I am. Someone say, I know who I am. <laughs> Someone said didasco. didasco. That's this word, didasco. So Christ is the what? 
a lesson. Can I continue? I'll give you just a few more and then I'm done, okay? What's the next one? Someone say abounding. abounding. Someone say abounding. abounding. Number six. Why abounding? Why abounding? Because Christ is the fullness. Christ is the fullness. Seneba. Fullness. That's why Streams International is only for those hungry for more. Now you understand where I'm coming from. You know, we tried to include everything that had legs. <laughs> Until we surrendered. <laughs> Ask my wife. We tried to include everything. When something that has legs was walking, said, your services are too long. They should be only 30 minutes. We said, okay, next week we'll do 30 minutes services. We did 30 minutes. And that thing with legs walked out. Say, no, you're too loud. <laughs> so we said, okay, let's be quiet. I was dying inside. Trying to accommodate things with legs. Until one day I said, no, 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 wait a minute. I cannot be everything to everybody. Can I, under, I ask my leaders, they'll tell you. I told them I'm closing the church. In a meeting, I said the church is over today. Unless you, my leaders, you should prove to me why we should exist. I had enough. And there was tension in the meeting. I sat down. <laughs> they said, um, we think we should continue existing. <laughs> so, no, you need to prove. Because if we are duplicating what another church does, why can't we just join them? Why should we be a duplicate? Unless we are making a difference. We should stop existing. Yes, so they, my leader was, was reminding me last week of that meeting. They said, Dad, did you remember the meeting you called us? I said, no, I don't remember. They said, you said you are closing the church unless we prove why we should exist. I said, yeah, I remember that one. So they gave me a reason why we should what? Exist. How different are we from that church down the road? Because if we are, for example, a duplicate of Hill Song, why can't we join Hill Song? They have got everything they need. Are you hearing me? Why can't we put our effort to support them, do what they're doing? But no, I realize something that in the class there's a fullness. There is a dimension that God is giving us. We are pursuing a dimension. 
Are you hearing me? They got a dimension, that's okay for them. But us were hungry for more. We realize there's a fullness in Christ. Are you hearing me? I don't want, I don't want only the word. I want to see the demonstration of the power. Are you hearing me? I want to see prophecy. I want to see healing. I want to see deliverance. I want to see life turned around. Say yes. When, when it comes to worship, I don't want anyone to give me a time to say, yeah, 20 minutes worshiping. No. No. I want to worship God until my spirit says, yeah, we have worshipped our creator. Are you hearing me? Say yes. So from that day, I stopped being apologetic. And it freed me. Because I don't function by people's expectations. I've got only one boss. He is up there. Amen. Someone say abounding. So you as a person, I want to challenge you today. There is more in Christ. Because in him there's a fullness. Whatsoever you're looking for is available in Christ. What are you looking for? Pursue him. Get on your knees. Get fasting. Get in the word. Get worshiping. Are you hearing me? Speaking tongues like nobody's business. Are you hearing me, somebody? Say yes. There is a fullness in Christ. That's why, that's why uh, we may be equal in fellowship, but different in grace. Someone said, why, 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 do your, why do your members respect you too much? In fact, we think they worship you. I said, well, if yours are not doing the same thing, why should that be a problem for me? Amen. I said, listen, we are equal in fellowship, but different in grace. So in the kingdom, there's a structure. We, we are all brothers. We are all sons and, and daughters of the Most High God. Equal in what? Fellowship. But different in what? Grace. I bow my knees to the higher grace. If I see greater grace on your life, I'll give you my head. Can you put a bit of that grace you carry on this head? I want to carry it too. So I know where greater grace is. I know where it is. I go there, say, can you, can I borrow your hand? Amen. Don't try it. I've got Aiden and Daniel. That's why I travel around with them. Because I know people start borrowing my clothes. I was in a meeting in Malawi. After preaching, preaching, the Holy Ghost was moving crazy. So, I said, touching people, things were happening. Now people realize something. They realize anyone who touches my clothes, they were going boom. So they started putting my jacket. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'll, I'll put together that footage, you shall see it. People are climbing on each other just to come and touch me. I was literally lifted. Not helped to walk out. <laughs> carried. Because the church went berserk. <laughs> wow. 
So when the Bible says Jesus one day was teaching and people were pressing against him and he asked Peter for a boat. You remember that story? It is real. I've been there. I know what it means. Okay, let me finish now. So, in Christ there's what? A fullness. Pleroma. That's the word. Pleroma. Pleroma. There's a fullness of grace. So when you look at John chapter 1, from verse number 14, and the word was made flesh and it dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Full of what? Preloma, 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 full of what? Grace and truth. John bear record of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I cried. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me, and of his fullness. Of his pleroma have all we received, and the grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by who? Jesus Christ. So Christ has got a fullness. You can abound in him. In other words, you can become supra-abundant, supra-fluous. You, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. Because most of us, we associate ourselves with where we came from. I never got any haters from my father. In fact, when I was coming to Australia, I only brought my bag and an eight-month-old baby. And in fact, the bag was full of his food anyway. <laughs> but my fullness is found in who? In Christ. In them. I should give you the last one, right? Oh, this is enough. Keep going, Baba. Don't give up. No, that's enough. We are hungry for more, Baba. I know you are pushing for number seven. Number seven. You are prophetic, eh? Now, if you look at verse number 9, it says what? For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Number 10 says what? Andy, one, two, three, go. And ye are complete in him. One, two, three, go. You are what? And ye are complete in him. Ye are complete in him. You are what? Complete in him. Why? Which is the head of all what? principality and power. But when we look at verse number 9, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the what? Godhead. So why are you complete? Because you are a partaker of the divine nature. Someone say, I'm a partaker of the divine nature. So the Bible says you are complete in him. So in other words, can I go and level deeper? If you are going to take off your physical body, your spirit is perfected in Christ. Mm, you're not hearing me. Your spirit is what? Perfected in Christ. You are complete. 
The moment you just take off your outside body, your spirit is perfected in Christ. Because in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead body. And you are a partaker of the divine nature. Are you hearing me? So in other words, your battle is not necessarily probably fighting against this and that. Your battle is fighting against your flesh. That's your real enemy. Your flesh is your real enemy. Someone say my flesh. My flesh. That one is your real enemy. It's the one that gets sick. See, you are healed. You know that? You know that? You know that you are healed? You know that you are healed? Rise up. Rise up. Come here. There's a completeness, a perfection. You know, some, I was talking to someone who's a Muslim. Uh, they said, how are you? I said, I'm perfected in Christ. And that word here means also perfected. So they said, you are very, very proud. I've never seen a proud Christian like you. I said, no, you've only seen the real Christian. I am the real deal. Oh, yes. I am perfected in Christ. I am complete. I have no need of anything else. Nothing needs to be added to me. I am perfected in him. I am complete in him. Are you hearing me? Say neighbor. Neighbor. I am complete in Christ. I am complete in Christ. Yes, that's where you are. All your deficiencies, all your weaknesses, all your struggles are in the flesh. Not in your spirit. That's why you need to learn how to make your spirit be the boss over your flesh. Oh, yes. That's why you need to be spiritually minded according to Romans chapter 8. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. So there is a life. There is a peace you can attend to. Why? Because in Christ you are what? Complete. Uh, uh, are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.